Hi, I'm Megan Francis. And I'm Dave Kroc. And this is the LifeWork Podcast. In this show, we'll explore what it really takes to build a business while designing a life that matters. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Episode 7 of Life Work. I'm Megan Francis here with Dave Kroc. Hey, Dave. Hey. So That was over the top. That was, yeah, that's all right. <sighs> we can't help it. We have so much energy this week. As you may have noticed, we are, we are iterating at the moment, which is something we talked about a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. And by that, we mean we've, we tried out a certain structure for a little bit, and based on feedback we've gotten and download numbers, we are shifting a little bit to fewer but longer and better episodes. Um, So we're going to be coming to you every Tuesday with an interview. And then on Thursday, we will kind of maybe do a little jump off of that interview to discuss something related, somewhat related, something we just want to talk about that we're going to try to pretend like is related so that we can force it in. I don't know. It's going to be fun. And today we're talking about the side hustle. The side hustle. The idea of there being something you do, whether it's a passion project or a, a business you're trying to develop on the side of your main gig um, and why you might do that and why it's important to have one. And this is a nice little segue from our Tuesday episode six interview where we discussed um, or where Dave discussed the idea of a muse business. Mm -hmm. So Dave, do you really want to quickly just kind of talk about the difference between the two? So sure. And your interview a little bit. Yeah. So, so the muse business. So based upon um, the, the phraseology for muse business actually comes from the book, the four hour work week. But what it essentially means is, a muse is sort of like an inspiration, like it's it's this little thing that kind of draws the creativity out of you, and it's something that has it has its uh, its place. It's not your whole life, but it's something that's inspiring. So, a muse business is a business that you can develop that is that you can not have consume your whole life. It's right. something that supports your life. It's not your whole bit your whole professional life and so uh in in talking to alex Krivets, uh the founder of cognity which is one of my favorite drinks uh currently um he actually launched that business as a muse it was he wanted to develop something for a market he knew well which was entrepreneurs and he wanted to create a product that they would enjoy which was productive energy that doesn't leave you with jitters like coffee or energy drinks and so he created this energy uh this drink and uh it's called cognity and so the business took off and he was able to automate a lot of the processes that he went through as he yeah. as he ran this business. And so it allowed him to be location independent. So he could be in Prague or he could be in Hong Kong or he could be anywhere, Boston, uh, and run that business. And mm-hmm. so he didn't have to, he wasn't making product. He wasn't doing any of those sorts of things. So he was able to systematize and automate that business fairly well. So now it is this Muse business that he's developed that supports the rest of his life. And so some of the philanthropic and social enterprise projects he wants to pursue, he can. That's awesome. Now, how is that different from, I think that it could be in some ways there could be some crossover between that and a side hustle. And yeah. in some ways a side hustle could be completely different. So in your, in your interpretation, what's the difference and where are the similarities? Yeah. So the side hustle to me is a little bit more of it's not, it's not your main thing. So, so if you look at a muse business as a business, you can create that can support the rest of your life. And then because of the profitability of a muse business, you don't either don't have to work right, or you can do something else. So the muse is, business could really be your main gig. It, it it's could, just, yeah. Yeah. It could just yeah. require literally four hours a week. Right. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so the side hustle is in addition to your main thing. So let's say you've got a job and you work for UPS, right? So you're driving for UPS, but on the side, you are a belly dancer. Let's just say that that's, yeah, wow, that's, that's, 
I know, I know all the the UPS drivers that most of us know that come I was, in. I thought you were now just going to say you know a UPS driver who's no. a belly dancer, and no. I wanted to hear more. Yeah, no, well. not, but but now I'm picturing all the UPS drivers I've seen belly dancing, and and may or may not be a pretty sight. But um, let's just say that that's the scenario, right? So you love belly dancing, and so you want to do belly dancing, and so maybe people hire you out for parties and stuff like that, uh, and you go and you you belly dance on the side. It's the mm. side hustle. It's something that you might have an interest or passion in that you can explore but doesn't have to be your main gig it doesn't right. have to produce enough money for you to survive and just maybe it's supplemental or maybe you do it for free yeah or maybe you find a way to develop that side hustle into a main gig yes yeah yes which would probably mean having your own troop of ups belly dancers that's right that's right so it is the, the business built off the back of ups <laughs> uh, yes why okay. are all their outfits brown <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I, I this is the mental images that I was, this is putting in me and I don't know. I need to move on from this. So Dave, I want <laughs> It was literally the first thing that popped into my head too and I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh Dave, I want you to talk about because I've thinking about this, I think most everything I've ever done that's become my main gig started off as a side hustle. And I'm mm-hmm. wondering if that might be the case for you as well, at least maybe a few times. So I want you to talk about some of the things that you've done as a side hustle yeah. and then I'll and then I'll do the same. All right, sounds good. So um, whoop, I, uh, I disappeared there for a second. You did. So when I, um, when I was my last job, I was, um, selling magazines as a telemarketer. Your last real job. My last real job. Right. Yeah. So I, I which I, remind I, me of, uh, how long ago that, um, last month. No, <laughs> yeah, I still do that. No, it was, um, that's me. That's me. I call you at 6 PM when all of you sat down to dinner. Um, it was probably 2001. Okay. So probably about. 15 years ago and um just prior to that i worked in a sporting goods store and i i I recall when i was working in the sporting goods store that was my main my main job that was what i did and on the side i started to um because i was a musician i started to do audio pro audio as a side thing i loved it Mm -hmm. i loved being in the studio i loved mixing audio i liked being in live audio performances at clubs and things like that so i took a job a side hustle as the audio guy at a local club Mm. and so bands would come in and you know they'd perform and i'd be there on friday and saturday nights and i'd mic them up and i'd make them sound great while they perform for their fans and then i'd go away right yeah so that was my first my first side hustle and um it paid me it paid some of the bills right supplemented what i was bringing in from the sporting goods store and it also gave me some insight into the idea of working for myself because I was kind of essentially like a, uh, a freelancer at that point in time. Right. So I right. was a hired gun. And so they paid me cash out of the take from the from the day. And so I could see, OK, if this bar brought in good bands and people enjoyed what they were hearing and the whole thing just sounded great, then people would spend more money and they'd have you know they text their their friends to come over, things like that. And so I could see from a business perspective how my my role fit into the business. And so mm. that helped me kind of along the way in learning. So, um, so that I did that. Um, and then it, that eventually turned when I, when I got interested in business and I was, um, I was learning a lot. I actually ended up doing audio recording for people that had seminars. So they were experts in a field and they were doing seminars for entrepreneurs and real estate investors. Mm. And so then what I did is I would go and instead of having to spend 1500 bucks or $2,000 for this weekend long seminar, I got in for free because I recorded the audio and I gave them the CDs that they needed to then, you know, sell that product right. again. So, so that was, a, that was another form of that side hustle that got me in 
to something I was I was learning. So the passion was in audio. The passion was in music, and eventually the passion became more and more in in the business side of things. And so as that developed, you know, so did I. So the so the side hustle it seems like was always kind of related to, um, in in I'm sure there were things that fell along the wayside, right? So there right. were things that developed and yeah. became part of you know of what you do now, even still to this day that threads yep. still pull through, yep. pull through. But some of it fell by the side. Sure. And how did you know when it was time to let certain parts of it go? And hang on to this stuff, especially because you love music. Right. And so it's hard yeah. to kind of like, when is it time to not do that part of it anymore? Right. Because this other part makes sure. more sense. Well, I think I, I just had so much going on that, yeah. that at some point I had to drop some things, which brings to mind the idea of, you know, we talked way back when in one of the episodes early on of life work about the, the, the idea of saying when you have opportunities in front of you, how do you choose what to, right. what to do? And there was a great article that Derek Sivers wrote called Hell Yeah or No. And in that article, essentially what it, what it boils down to is if you're not, if you don't feel compelled to say hell yeah to that mm-hmm. opportunity, then right. say no. And so at the same time, when you're first starting out, there's so much that you, you don't know. I don't really right. know what my passion is. I don't really know what I want to be doing or whatever. And so you say yes to a lot of things and that's okay, I think. Um, because then over the course of time, when you really start to understand what you're about, what you really want to be doing, what's working in the world and what could be a business that you could support, um, then you start to say no going mm-hmm. forward. So, yeah. so I, I, that's what happened for me. So eventually I had to stop doing things like that because my, the other projects that I had started that were real businesses for myself were starting to take off or I had other, other methodologies that I could bill an hourly rate for that was higher than what I could get to do audio. Mm, mm-hmm. and so that was business consulting at the right. time. So yeah, so that so naturally it just kind of gave way, you know, and I from time to time I still go back and do it because it's still a passion. Right. Um I just don't have the time to make it a side hustle. Right. Well and that raises a good question. Yeah. And next week we're gonna be talking a little bit more in episodes eight and nine about the life outside of work and yes. the hobbies and passions that we follow. But really practically speaking, what is the difference between a side hustle that's not making you any money yet? And a hobby. And then when do you know when it's time? I mean, I guess, like you just said, you sometimes have to let things go, but that doesn't mean you necessarily want to completely let it go. So how do you, you know, like, how do you rank in your life, even hobby, side hustle, main gig? Where does it all fall? And I'm asking you just very personally, because I'm sure it's different for everybody. Yeah, right. I think that that's the, of course, the caveat. Right. Your results may vary. But um, for me personally, like where do those things fall? I, I mean, I don't really have, I'm trying to think of what I have right now. That's a side hustle. You know, I think my work on, I'm, I'm only on one board right now, mm-hmm. one nonprofit board. And I really enjoy what that organization does. So it gives me a chance to take this, the parts about business that I really enjoy mm-hmm. and just do those for yeah. this organization. So that's a little bit of a side hustle, so right. to speak. I'm not making any money from it or yeah. anything like that, but, um, it feels good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it kind of feels like there's a lot. I think that the line between side hustle and hobby could be fairly fluid. Oh, Um, yeah. And could one, you could almost have it go from one to the other, you know, as it works for your life. And and if you see an opportunity beyond something I love to do just because I love to do it into something I could make a little bit of money on and then 
potentially something I could develop into something bigger. Into something bigger, and then yeah. it grows from there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, so what what are your side hustles? What have, what have you what have you hustled in oh. on the side? Well, I'm, it's funny that I've been thinking about this as you've been talking because um, I wasn't listening to anything you said. That's pretty much par <laughs> for pretty the much course. how this show goes. Yeah. Uh, no, I. I think that almost everything I've ever done has started off as a side hustle. Um, my very first side hustle, if I have to go in the way back, way back machine, was unsuccessfully selling Mary Kay cosmetics. Oh, very nice. Three times. Okay. Three times. So let's talk about it. So time <laughs> yes. one goes by the wayside and you say, yeah, you know, I'm done with that. So and then the, okay. eh, Mary Kay comes crawling back and you say, yes, I think I'll, I I'll was say very, yes to you. I was very young. Um, actually, I signed up when I was 17. You're not technically old enough to sign the oh, contract wow. and i one okay. of the national directors kind of gave it a, a wink and a nod and, yeah. and signed off on it that's a real um, side hustle yeah that was a i was in high school you, you were hustling people yeah. to let you do the side hustle yeah exactly yeah, i was hustling. i was a hustler a side hustler hustler um that oh no actually maybe i was might have been between high school and college i, was, I think i was working at jc or something so i had a real entrepreneurial spirit i loved the idea of owning my own business mm-hmm. i liked makeup and pretty things i was a girl so i thought all my friends you know the thing i failed to rem- or like remember was um mary kay is not a high end brand but it's not drugstore either right. and all of my friends were 17 and 18 years old and nobody had any money and we all wore like wet and wild and covergirl which is like a dollar to 3 dollars per item generally speaking or was at that time and Mary Kay was more in the like eight to fifteen dollar per mm-hmm. item range which was a whole hour or two of work for my friends and I who were also like car hops and you know retail and stuff like that so nice. I don't know what I was thinking Dave I was young but I I did it I didn't do well at it then someone else I knew they're very persuasive yeah they're very persuasive at recruiting come on back Someone was like, you know, now you're older, and this was now when I had little kids, and they said, you're, you know, you're older now. Your friends have more money. You really have the time to invest in this. Try it again, and I did. And again, it was a big fat failure. And then I did it again when I was working an office job. Mm-hmm. And then the sell was, well, now you work around these professional women. You'll be able to sell it in the office. And what I kind of realized was that I didn't have a passion for selling someone else's stuff. Mm-hmm. I oh, wanted to do it my way. Yeah. And even though um, direct sales businesses do allow you some freedom and some ability to set your own hours and do things your own way, there was a lot of restrictions. You can't use um, the labeling. You can't use their brand names and th- the way you would want to. So mm-hmm. at the time, for example, um, I the internet was kind of starting to take off. This was the late 90s, early 2000s. And I was very active online and I really wanted to set up a website, but you weren't at that time you weren't allowed to. That was one of the corporate rules. You couldn't do that because they wanted control over it and they didn't have a system yet in place. Yeah. So this is a very long way of winded way of saying, I realized it wasn't for me because I wanted to make or create or conceptualize or in some way have control and imagination wrapped up and creativity wrapped up in whatever it was I was selling. And I didn't feel like I had that. So I wasn't going to be able to go up to someone on a, on a train and be like, Hey, try this lipstick. Looks great. You know, here's my standard Mary Kay brochure. I wanted to just reinvent the wheel and that's not that business model. So I finally gave up in direct sales in my early twenties. Um, and although I had a couple other failed direct sales, I will get into that another time because it's, yeah. it's a story for another day. <laughs> we should also talk about the idea of social selling sometime yeah. too. Because oh, absolutely. That's, it's, it's very interesting right now how many people are small entrepreneurs oh, yeah. doing social selling right now and how inundated oh, yeah. one social media stream looks right now. You know, if uh, definitely a topic for another day, but if I could... Um, if I got like a dollar for every time I saw one of those weight loss saran wrap thingies pop up in my Instagram. Oh, yeah. They're saran. everywhere. <laughs> it's 
not really wrap yourself in saran wrap. It's not wrap. really saran wrap, but it no, it totally it, is. It looks like yeah, it probably functionally is saran wrap. It's just big. Yeah. So then I would say my second real side hustle was writing, and that was when I was working mm. in an office, and mm-hmm. I started just kind of writing articles and getting paid a couple hundred bucks here and there, maybe fifty bucks, hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I. I didn't have any thought about if I got money for it, I was like, yay. I never thought, oh, that article, you know, I only got 50 bucks and then this one was 400 and they took me about the same amount of time. Why did I take 50 for the one? Because I was just so happy to get, to it. get anything, yeah. you know, to get my name out there. And to me, everything was like the cherry on top because it was all on top of my regular job. And then eventually, and I've told the story before, especially in the bonus episode where you interviewed mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to find that, by the way, just scroll all the way back to the beginning. All the way back. It's all the very first the one. Back. Yeah, the very first. And then I interviewed Dave for the second one. Um, I talked about how I actually morphed that side hustle into my writing job. Um, and then I wrote for magazines. And it's kind of funny because I, I look at, say, blogging. Was that a side hustle? Sort of. I mean, it was still writing, right. but it wasn't my main moneymaker for a long time. And then for a while, blogging really was my main moneymaker and content marketing was sort of my side hustle. And then content marketing got big and now podcasting is my side hustle and I want to make it big. And it's so, starting to take off. And it's starting to really take off yeah. and I'm growing the Life Listen Network and, and adding more shows and stuff. So it's kind of, I feel like for me, it's been this constant, it's almost like I'm picturing this rotating wheel or something where there's always just the main thing. And then there's like around it, like orbiting the side hustle. And then eventually they kind of morph and then something else like gets spit out and becomes the side yeah. hustle. Well, what I think is so great about that is it's like you're, you're pursuing something that you think could be a thing, mm-hmm. right? It's, yeah. you think, Hey, there's something to this. I think there's something to this podcasting thing. So I'm going to get into this and check it out in addition right. to, what I'm doing as a writer and right. what I'm doing with my content marketing. I'm, I'm you now saying right. those words, of course. Yes. And, and you then, sound just like me too. Act, and look a lot like me. As it's, <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> Go to the website, people. We do not look alike. No, not really. Um, and, and, um, and, and then how it takes over and becomes the thing. It, and yeah. what I love about that is it's, it's you're testing. You're constantly yes. testing. And that's what I think is so great about the idea of a side hustle or a muse business or something that can, the, the other the other component to a muse business, business, I think, is it doesn't require a lot of your time. So you right. can, and I think that would be also said for a side hustle, right? Yeah. You, can, you can do this on the side with limited time and you can experiment some and the, yes. the results don't have to be there because you're not wholly dependent upon it. Yes. Uh, I think that that's a really important point to make. Um, yeah. The, the fact that there's no pressure right. is the one of, to me, one of the biggest benefits because it also allows you, I think, you know, when you try to enter a new business venture and you're clenchy and sweaty about it, yeah. <laughs> like I got to make this work. I got to make this work. There's something lost there. Something yeah. is going to be lost in the customer experience. You're going to rush things that can't be rushed. Something is going to fall through the cracks. Right. And when you take the pressure off because it's not your main thing and you don't have to make a living from it and it doesn't have to be profitable, then it does allow a lot more room to experiment right. and do it right Absolutely. you know, and build it the right way. That said, um, and one of the, the potential pitfalls that I had, had, had kind of outlined here is that it can take time and energy away from the main gig and you really do have to be good. I mean, yeah. you have to be really good about putting boundaries around it. Right. It would be because I love podcasting. It would be really easy for me to spend, you know, half my time podcasting, but I can't really justify that sure. at this point. So you're not going to launch a new show for every new idea that comes up or I would n- like to. niche market that you find. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Yeah. I would like to, but I, I really have to rein myself in. And that's hard for someone like me. Part of 
when you're kind of this creative person who's always thinking and always coming up with new ideas, there's there's that, you know, it's so attractive, that side hustle, because it lets you dive in and try yes. something and do something different and use yes. your brain in a different way. But then the danger, right, is yeah. is that then you end up like pouring way too much of your time into something you haven't tested. For sure. So The other danger uh, angle to that is also the idea of the bright, shiny object uh-huh. or the ego trip, right? The, right? the thing that tickles the ego a little bit that you can say, I've done this or I do this. Um, I, I've fallen into that trap so many times. Um, I told the the story one time about the the uh, mobile app business that I started. Mm-hmm. Um, it was based upon Craigslist and it was a an app that would work with and integrate with Craigslist. And at the time, there were all sorts of apps that did that. We were offering more features and we had a, a, different, a different product approach. But right before we launched, Craigslist started sending out cease and desist letters to people. But the reason I got into that business was because I wanted to be an app developer or I wanted to have gone there. Yeah. And I think so often I, I, when I look back in in even businesses I have now that still kind of work, but aren't my favorites, Mm -hmm. there was some element of that in, in the seed of the idea that I wanted to be that guy who did that, the guy that did that thing or that I wanted to just be just because I thought it would be cool to, put it in the portfolio, you know, like some, some dumb reason that didn't actually keep it either a side hustle Mm -hmm. or make it a serious contender. It was, I was doing it for the wrong reasons. And so I think that's another, another caveat to think about because like you say, the side hustle can consume a lot of your time if it starts to take off or if it just becomes cumbersome and requires a lot of time. Yeah. So, yeah, I, this year I, in early 2016, um, another co-host of mine, Sarah Powers, who also um, partners with me and the network. I told her this year, right around New Year's, if I come to you with an idea besides content marketing or the podcast network, it's not one of those two things. And I tell you, I want to move on it this year. Please slap me. Say Physically no. slap me and say no. Yep. So every now and then I'll say something to her like, maybe I should. Uh, and I, I'm just maybe I'm not really meaning to jump on it anytime soon. But if it's not already in the realm of something we're already working on and it's not one of those two things, I'm not allowed to do it. And yep. so she's really kind of helped me rein myself in. But that's been my sort of my limit. The way I've limited my for myself is. I've got my main gig, which yeah. is the content marketing right now, yep. and I've got my side hustle, and that is podcasting, and anything else right now is a hobby. And if I can't squeeze it in during work hours, you know, yeah. with around the things I'm already doing, um, if I do want to do it, I really just have to realize it's, it is for now a hobby. It cannot be, I can't even look at it as another business idea. I'm way too fragmented sure. mentally as it is to add in more than two things right now. But that leads me to an interesting question for you. You have okay. how many how many businesses that are functionally right running right now? I don't I don't want to talk about it. All right, so so <laughs> let's let's talk, let's it. say this. Let's say this because it came up in in one of our iTunes reviews and you can go and find this. It's right yeah. in the middle. Um, somebody actually, and this is very good feedback because yeah, it's, it's, it's good feedback. to know what people are thinking. Um, some people have said, you know, it's boy, it's great to hear the personal stories. And then right. other people have said, you don't say, you don't talk enough about the personal stories. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm a person that loves I love concepts and yes. I love the principles that lead to success, right? right? And if you focus on those and apply them and what you're, whatever you're doing, right. y- your results may vary, but the principles do work. So I like to focus on those things, but somebody actually mentioned in a review would like to hear more yes. about, and it was me specifically, my actual life experiences right. as opposed to concepts from a resource or a book or whatever. Right. So, so I'm going to take that bait. Take it. All right. So you asked me how many... How many businesses do you currently... F- 
do you currently run? Yeah. So if if we're counting business entities, mm-hmm. and those of you that are familiar with multiple entity structures out there, um, th- this you'll you'll hear the number and think, wow, you know, you probably it's probably less than that that are actual functional businesses, and that is true. Um, I think at the last count, I have twenty six business entities. Okay. Um, there are. I would say seven major categories, okay. of which there are multiple businesses in those categories. Um, so I, so I, I functionally focus on seven major businesses, okay. which are combinations of things. Um, but each each one of those individual little entities and businesses inside there requires time and pulls you in different right. directions, right? Yeah. So, so your actual follow up question is. What? <laughs> well, how do you define then what's your main gig uh, right. and what's the side hustle? Do you have one main gig and six side hustles? Mm. Do you have 21 main gigs and one side hustle? Yeah, you know what I'm getting at. I do. So what I look at it, when I look at what I do, yeah. if somebody were to ask me what I do, usually if I don't want to talk about it, I'll just say I work at X business they might recognize. Yeah. Um, if I actually talk about what I do personally, I am in the business of starting, acquiring or growing companies. Okay. So I look at it from the, in the same way as like a, a stock market investor does. They are investing in lots of different stocks, right? Right, So right. They, they, but those individual stocks are not what they do day to day. What they do day to day is grow those things and put provide input that actually benefits those things. So I don't like to start a new business or acquire a new business that does not have a competent, passionate leader already involved okay. or who can be pulled in. So that's one of my key um, principles or, or um, I guess legs to the stool of right. whether or not I'll start something or invest in something. And so I'm not the face of a business. You know, there are businesses like I've mentioned before that I still do run day to day and mm-hmm. I enjoy that, but no more. Right. So, so <laughs> what I would say is that that idea of me working through other leaders to think and plan sort of winning the future with those businesses, that's what I do. That's my main gig. So a side hustle for me would be if I'm helping somebody else with their business or okay. if I'm drumming in a band because that's, you know, my history. Right. That's something I'm passionate about. That Those would be side hustles for me. Things that fall into that category. I, d- I don't need them to make money. I do need them to be worthwhile in a life sense, right? Right. You know, and there's more value than you get than just return on investment with right. dollars, right? There's return on, on life, right? Yeah. And so that that I think is where I kind of separate the two. If I'm working on somebody else's project, whether it be mm. business related or not, or I'm taking one of the involvements that I have, whether it's drumming in the worship band I'm in or, um, you know, helping with the nonprofit that I'm part of. So like Dave Kroc, leader slash founder slash, mm-hmm. you know, that's your main gig. Yeah. And that applies to many different things. Well, that's like any business, right? I mean, yep. everyone wears many hats. It's just that you kind of wear the same same hat in many places. Yeah, it, it, it could be said the same hat in many yeah. places, or it, I look at it from the standpoint, if I really wanted to simplify it, and we took all the business names off and stripped away all the entities, there are a group of core leaders that I work with. Right. And so I mentor and lead those people who then run who their run individual the businesses. businesses. Yes. Yep. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So then let me ask you this. When... Alrighty. <laughs> how do you know when it's time and... And maybe for you, maybe the way you've got it set up, maybe it never needs to be time, but I'm just thinking about this to either bring a side hustle on and make it bigger Mm -hmm. or shutter it, Mm -hmm. throw it off the plane. It's dead weight. I mean, where's your personal line in the sand with that? And then 
Do you have businesses now that started off as side hustles that became, or is that kind of separate now? Like you were saying, because it's so different from what you do. It's not like you were a drummer as a side hustle and now you have this business as a drummer that I know of anyway. Right, right. Well, that was... yeah. So how do you let, how do you know when it's time to let things go? And, and I don't go think or build or yeah, know. let it go. Let's sing this song. <laughs> um, there is when it comes to um, the organizing philosophy around that. Yeah, I have none. Right. I am. I'm poor at the idea of knowing when to let go of things that are not working that well um but that could be tweaked or maybe it's not worth it or balancing that with everything else i i think some especially there's a there's a brain capacity we have to only handle so much at once and also from a prioritization standpoint you know if you've got the word priority the basis of it is one single thing right mm-hmm. so not everything can be your priority right. so the priority shifts depending on what is the top one now yeah and so there's this idea of bouncing between these different projects. And there's a lot of people that, that do that. They fill their lives with projects and opportunities and they bounce between them and never really get that far with any one of them or find that they're just overwhelmed yes. and that their and their families wonder where the hell they are. You know, right. they don't have the, that balance that we like to talk about. And so for me, I know if something is creating in my life, in, in the rest of my life outside of business, an issue. Mm-hmm. because it's either not organized right, there's not enough systems there, or it just, it's a hassle, it's constant, yeah. whatever. If, it, if that is a persisting and not fixable scenario where I would have to live, I would have to decide, am I going to live with this challenge in this area or not, that's when I know it's time to either cut bait or, cut bait or, yeah. or, or, or fish or yeah. whatever the, the phrase is. So it's is. kind of intuitive in a way. And cut it, bait and or get off the pot. Yeah, you know, what, the, yeah <laughs> no mixed metaphors there. Um, it's kind of intuitive and on a case-by-case basis, it sounds like. Yeah. It's not really something yeah. you can necessarily know yeah. ahead of time. Like I'll only, because it totally depends. First of all, it depends on the season of life you're in. Yeah. The literal oh, sure. season of the year Absolutely. that you're in. Um, it yes. depends what it is. How much do you really love it? Is it right. a side hustle that you love and is truly a passion? In which case you may be willing to have a messier house or right. really not see your kids ever. No, just kidding. But right. you know, just yes. there, there might be sacrifices you're willing to make right. for certain side hustles that others maybe that are just, let's try this out and see if it flies. Wouldn't have the same pull. It wouldn't have the same importance in your life. Yeah. Well, in the seasonality thing, I think you mentioned is mm. important too, because there are a lot of people, a lot of couples out there where one, one of the two couples has a busy season in right. their professional life, whether they're, um, if they're in agriculture or if they're in hospitality yeah. or if they're in a tourist area or whatever, um, you know, many of those things start to play a role. And so you just have to define and decide how that's going to go in order to maintain the balance or, or not, not even balances. That's not the right word in order to maintain the sanity, I think yeah. is, is important. Yeah. So you, you asked me one other oh, embedded yeah. question there. Do, have I ever had a business or a side hustle oh, right, that yeah. turned into a business? And, um, yeah, the, I think the first the first business I had was as, as a business consultant, and that started as that started as a I guess an inadvertent side hustle. Um, I was just having fun networking with other people and being around other people that were that had businesses, and I had spent so much time reading and learning that I had f- top of mind freshness to right. to a lot of the stuff I had read, and so when we'd get together, they'd talk about what's going on in their business, and I would usually have something I had read recently that was relevant. And so I'd offer that. And eventually people asked, how much do I charge for this? And then I realized I could charge for this and it became a consulting company. And I actually mm-hmm. started advising people on their, on their business. And so then it turned into, that was my main gig. 
So I didn't do anything else. That yeah. was my main job. Um, I worked for myself. I worked when I wanted to work. I didn't work when I didn't want to work. And over the course of time, the value of what I provided kept going up and up so I could charge more per hour. Yeah. And so um, Tim Ferriss talks about the idea of the the per hour output being the goal behind developing either a muse business or the idea of sort of escaping the rat race in a way, right? So the effort right. that you put in, you want to be able to multiply the effort that you put in to a bigger scale for the time you invest. And so that happened a little bit for me. And then I stopped, I got sick of making other people successful. And so I started my own projects. And so over the course of time, eventually the projects took over and I didn't do consulting anymore. Right. And I, and I still don't really do consulting anymore. And once in a while people will ask me for advice and mm-hmm. I'll lead them now down. Now you're giving free consulting. Now it's free consulting. Yes. <laughs> here, well, here on, no, no. Here on life work. Oh gosh. Some kind of free, almost some, something it's free advice ish. Yeah. I mean, this is the, that's part of the reason for this format too, right. for me is it, it, it allows me to put a lot of the things that I think about a lot yes. somewhere, somewhere. Yeah. 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 Um, but what you, you know, you're saying you're, you're not consulting anymore. You let that go. That, that particular side hustle doesn't really exist anymore. However, yeah. you carried all of that experience forward into what you do now, right. probably some contacts, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure. sh- that set you up. Right. For and that's another thing I really love about the idea of a side hustle is you you really don't know where it's going to go. I mean, it's yeah. the, so, you know, the podcast network, well, right now, do I want to build it and sell it? Do I want to um do I want to just grow it and then host a bunch of shows and let someone else take over the management of it? Right. I don't really need to care right no. now. I don't have to even think about it right. because it's right. not my main gig. It's not it's not even really a functional business yet. It's sure. just kind of this thing I'm doing, right? And right. I feel like once I got serious about it, I have to have that plan. I have to know where I'm going. And it's nice just to have some time where you don't really have to know. Right. And no matter what, whatever whatever I'm sinking into it now, there's going to be value at the other end, even if I can't see that value yet or what that's exactly going to look like. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What I, what I love about this podcast and in that same realm of what we just talked about for both of us I like the idea. So w- one of the best ways to solidify things that you, you've learned or are learning right. or exploring is to try and turn around and then teach them. Yeah. To turn around and explain them to another person makes it, you really have to get your stuff together. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, the, the, uh, that idea of doing that. And so I had a conversation recently with an entrepreneur of the, on that same subject, the mm-hmm. idea of now I've got to turn around and when I go to teach somebody this, I have to have all my ducks in a row. It makes me look at things that I might have taken for granted. Yeah. It makes me look at what are my biases that I just operate on that may or may not be good or mm. or whatever. What are the automated things that I just automatically do this in this situation? Maybe I should think about that a little because when I'm explaining what is the right thing to do, oh, maybe I don't even do that myself. Right. And so that's what I love about this. So so for me, the life work is a, is a side yeah. hustle and it's yeah. so and it's so valuable because it's supporting the rest of my life you know we're having some great conversations and getting some fantastic guests on that yeah. are are really helping us grow as people and as entrepreneurs and and then other people get to listen in yeah and the other thing uh that I was just thinking is I feel like every side hustle I've had has gotten a little more organized mm-hmm. I'm starting off on a better foot each time right so you know, whereas when I started my writing career 15 years ago, I was all over the place. I had no systems in place. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just throwing handfuls of pasta at the wall. Right. And like one noodle was sticking. There yeah. it is. Um, and then with each kind of side hustle I've started that's def- that's eventually grown into something, I've just figured so- something else out. 
you know, and, yeah. and have been able to tweak it or like start off on the right foot or have help right away or have systems right away. And uh, that's definitely something I'm trying to do now with, with podcasting, even though even just with one show, doesn't seem like that big of a deal for us to just show up and sit down at a microphone for a couple hours a week. But there's a lot that goes into it. Absolutely. That people listening probably have no idea right. <laughs> how much right. preparation goes We've, on. We were sitting here for a good hour. At least. Yeah. yeah before but, we even started recording. Before we even really discussed what this was going to be about. Right. We were yeah. just taking care of, of other stuff that had to be taken care of just to make this go. So yep. um, I do think that also that you get better at that. It's good practice. It's kind of like yes. ex- little tiny experiments and it's yes. good practice for building bigger things um, right. it, as you go. And to me, this is, this is what I love about this because people listening to the show, you know that you were, you were made to build something Yeah. because people that are drawn to this kind of content, right. they, they were, they know that we're all creative beings. That's right. what we do. We, whether it's, we're working for somebody else and we're really helping grow what they're doing or we pour ourselves into our work. We're creative beings. And so I think we were, the more that we can practice doing that in ways that there's not, side hustles are non-consequential. Right. Right. We talked about it earlier, right? There's no, I don't have to make this work in order to eat or whatever. And so the pressure's off. Yeah. The pressure's off. Experiment. Have some fun with it. You know, learn, learn a bit. It makes some mistakes. Yeah. That's the time to make them for sure. Absolutely. Before we wrap up this episode, I definitely want us to give a few practical tips um, for keeping the side hustle where it needs to be, which is on the side. On the side. On the side. And I thought I would share a couple that I've used. Um, I'm going to give two different examples. And one is, a side hustle that's really more of a hobby that we'll be talking a little bit more about next week. Um, and that is that I do musical theater. I'm in a show right now. Um, when we're talking about seasons, th- things being seasonal, musical theater is literally seasonal for me yeah. because the little theater where I do shows usually does musicals in the spring or summer. One a year, typically. I only yep. do one. I know it's coming. And my family has not seen much of me lately. A lot of my business stuff has has slid a bit, mm-hmm. you know, it's purely a, a side or a purely a hobby. Really. I don't really ever see myself. I think I made 50 bucks doing an improv show once. It's not ever going to be something nice. that I'm going to build into a business. However, possibly some, I, who even knows something right. could right. lead out of it, yep. but it can't take over my life. However, it can take over my life for like a month. Right. And I'm able to give up like a month of my life to this process and it's totally worth it, but it could only be a month. Mm-hmm. If I tried to replicate this every two or three months, uh, I would have no marriage. My kids would all be like walking down the street with a little stick with like a little hobo handkerchief. Have you seen my mom? Yeah, have you seen my mom? They'd all be dirty and like their toes would be hanging out the side, you know, the ends of their shoes. I mean, my husband can really buckle down and take over for like a month, but that's kind of everyone's limit and the house is is a wreck and it's just kind of funny. It's so fun, but like it has to be a limit. Um, When I look at podcasting or other side hustles I've had over the years, like fiction writing, which I've just dabbled in or essay writing, which I've dabbled in and never really made my main thing. I've given them days of the week. So right now podcasts are my, is my Tuesday day. Like, yeah, mostly. And I mean, I'll answer emails and things that need to get dealt with with the rest of my business. But Tuesdays are mostly dedicated to recording and editing. Um, so I find that having that, like building that structure around it, whether it's a time of the year, mm-hmm. a day of the mm-hmm. week, mm-hmm. certain hours. Uh, when I was writing more creatively, I would do it on Sunday evenings because something about coming on the end of a weekend. Yeah. I felt like my creative, I was relaxed and I just felt like that was a good time for me creatively. So that was a good time to write stuff that wasn't things I was trying to make money on. So I think it's a really good idea. That helps you. And then you can be really honest with yourself because you can look back at the end of the week and say, you know, did I spend 
just Tuesday on my side hustle? Or did I spend Tuesday, most of Monday, some of Thursday, and a little bit of Wednesday and Friday, and then the whole weekend? You yes. know, that's where you start to see yes. where that balance gets off. And that's not to say I never log an hour late at night writing right. show notes. Right. I, that would be a lie. And Dave, you would know I was lying because I've messaged you. But yeah. um, but it's mostly I do contain it in that way. Absolutely. Well, and, and yeah, I think it's really cool. The container. Yeah. You saying the container, that, that means a lot because... If, if there is a container for that thing, then you know when stuff is overflowing the right. container. But yes. if there's no container, <laughs> how, or, or if you don't track your time, right. a la uh, Laura Vanderkam's yes. 168 Hours book, which is a great resource, if you don't track where your time goes, then you you just have this nebulous idea that I feel like I'm just balancing it right. all and blah, 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 and then you don't really know how much you're you're actually doing. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or whether you are devoting enough time to the thing that you or need to. Or that. And that's important, too. I mean, you can't really... You, if you're going to have a side hustle and you're trying to make something of it, you got to give it a fair shake right? too. Yep. So some structure, I find like I want to put enough time, just not too much time. Right. And the same with energy and resources and money. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to start throwing money from other parts of your business at something that's technically not part of that sure. business Absolutely. and trying to justify it. Yep. And um, sometimes you have to get really real with yourself. I, I uh, just recently had a conversation with um, someone who I – had hired to do some things for me and then was ending up doing a lot of stuff for the podcast. And I finally had to say, you know, to be honest, I'm paying you to do stuff on a, pro- on a project that's not profitable right now. So we need to figure out a way to make that, to me, me able to justify that. And yeah. so we switched to a revenue sharing there you go. situation, which now I feel great about, you know, she's got skin in the game. Yes. I know that something's going to happen before I give her any money. Right. <laughs> and right. that help, you know, that helps us both. Like it really yes. in, gives us both more investment in it. Um, but also sets some limits on how much of my other business money I'm going to funnel. Right. To this side hustle. To the side hustle. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Should we talk about Damon's article? Oh yeah, let's do that. All right. So good, good friend of the show, Damon yes, Brown, Damon who was, Brown. who was on, uh, in episode, I don't know what the 3. heck it was. 3.4. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> I am enjoying the new numbering Yeah, model. it's going to be a lot easier. This is episode seven. That's Yes, simple. it's just seven. Just, there you go. just, just seven. seven. Seven point what? No, Nothing. just seven. <laughs> Damon Brown, he's an entrepreneur and author of Our Virtual Shadow. He writes for Inc. Magazine and uh, the Inc.com website portion. He's got the sane... Um, Oh, I don't know what he calls it. It's a sane... Sane success. Sane success. Thank you. Thank you. My brain... Is, I need some Cognity. Yeah, you do. Ding! There's Ding. a plug for Cognity. I was just going to say, we should like have a little count. Yes. A counter. How we can plug Cognity. Um, <laughs> yes. And also, so the the article that he wrote is three reasons why you absolutely need a side hustle. Uh, subtitle basically says, you always need to be investing in other opportunities outside of your main money source, and here's why. And he's talking about uh, entrepreneur... Uh, an author of the new book, Born for This, Chris Guillebeau. Mm-hmm. And um, Chris wrote a, a great book called The $100 Startup. Yes. Which is another another book, which is really nice. Uh, I'm going to stop talking about books because people criticize me for Everyone's that. Everyone's like, ugh, Dave, oh, you book. and your books. Yes. It's a good book, though. Well, it's a great book, yes. <laughs> and those who, leaders are readers, I'll just say that. So, uh, the, he talks about the side hustle and defines it pretty well and just got some great points in here. So his first point is you need more time to prove the concept is viable. That would be one reason to start a side hustle. If you're thinking about something you might want to do, and this goes back to your your situation and experience, uh, Megan, if you need more time to prove it or if you've got an idea for something, you just want to try it out a little bit. I think that's fantastic. And uh, there's a lot. Of, so some of the other companies that he cites that these whole companies began as side hustles. Airbnb was one. Yeah. Was a side hustle. Twitter was a side hustle. 
Yeah. Uh, Slack, the the popular messaging service that people use for business communication, like wildfire, is yes. growing. Now he now he points out that Slack started inside another business, so yeah. that was the person employed. I'm not familiar with the story. It, it became it, it, it so uh, the way that it works. Uh, the side hustle was discovered within the main gig. So, yeah, so I'm wondering and, what that. And then it sprung off as its yeah. own side hustle. Well, it's its own business now. Right. So there's different ways that those things work, but the idea of proving the concept being able to start something that doesn't require time of your time, but proving a concept that's, you can be very, very focused mm-hmm. at, Hey, here's this idea. I had an, a young entrepreneur uh, meet with me last week. He's got a great idea. I'm not going to talk about what it is, but, um, he, he's going to use this in senior living communities. And okay. we, so we met in my senior living community and we talked about it. He's very energetic and he's focused on just proving that he can get a product that will work. Yeah. That's all he needs to do. Yeah. He doesn't need to sell a million pieces. He doesn't need, you know what I mean? Yeah. He can focus on making sure that it works, prove the model. And so yeah. I think that's a, that's a great reason to start a side hustle. Absolutely. I want to actually, I just clicked on Damon's link about the Slack cause I was really curious. So here's the story, the backstory on Slack. Um, the co-founder started a video game company and invested millions into the PC realm right when mobile was rising, laid off their team. Then they needed an internal chat system to oh, yes. be able to build their business with limited resources, it sounds like. So they created it to help themselves yes, um, and their own needs to solve their own need. And then they started sharing it around and people were like, yay. This Yahoo! is awesome. And then it was one of those you're onto something moments, I yeah, guess. Yeah, you need to you need to allow the rest of the world in to that. That, yeah. that reminds me of the the story behind Basecamp too. 30, yeah, the company Thirty Seven Signals mm-hmm. kind of launched Basecamp as an internal project management suite for their company, and they yeah. realized this they were really onto something, and so they launched it. Yeah, so something that you don't even recognize as a side hustle, right? Or is just right now is just something you're creating. Right. To make your own life easier, your own business more successful, yeah, could end up being that. That's awesome. I will link to both of those articles in the show notes as well as Chris Gillibo's book. Um, anything else? Did we, we did. Do we have any other uh, resources today that we needed to link in there? Um, I think I think the the books we just mentioned are pretty good ones. Um, yeah. I would definitely link, link back to the the interview we did with Alex Kravitz of, oh, of Cognity and, and his launch and the the idea how he was inspired to create a muse business that supported the rest of his life and allowed yeah. him to be able to work wherever he wants. Um, I think that was a that was a fun interview. Yeah, um, I've gotten to know Alex a little bit. And he's a, he's a cool guy and um, he has bigger aspirations than just that one thing. And so he launched that with the intent that it could support the rest of his life. Whereas, you know, you look at the idea of a side hustle, I mean, it doesn't really need to do that, but right. it could turn into that. It could turn into that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. two kind of cool concepts, sort of like opposite sides of the same coin, but do- totally both. They'd seem to fit together this week. Cause it's like, you know, you've got the one and the other and yeah. they're, different and similar at the same time. So uh, we will be back next week. So again, we are going to episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, next week, we're going to be kind of taking it more in the life, sort of life direction, Absolutely. which I've, we've talked a lot about business and we don't talk about the life behind the business. So we're going to uh, delve into that as well. Again, we'll be back next Tuesday and Thursday. Um, if you're just finding us, please check out our show notes, lifeworkpodcast.com. You can send us an email at hello at lifeworkpodcast.com. We also strongly, strongly encourage you to leave us ratings and reviews at iTunes or wherever you are, uh, wherever you listen. Um, one of the best reasons to do that is because we read every comment and we read Absolutely. every review and we will tweak the show based on what we think you all want. So if you have a burning, strong desire or opinion that is so burning, it needs a salve of some sort. Yes. Um, let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Cause we, you know, we're here for you guys. So, um, we want to make sure that we understand what you're all looking for. 
Thanks for listening to the Life Work Podcast. Build your business and design your life with us every day, Monday through Friday. And find us at lifeworkpodcast.com.